beloved, you are now tuned in to Three Black Men, a podcast by three black men where we talk about theology, culture, and the world around us. The following content may not be suitable if you ain't real enough. Listener discretion is advised because real recognize real. Here's the hope when we look familiar. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Robert. My name is Sam. And I am Trey. And we are the Breakfast Club. <laughs> oh, no. What? <laughs> Lord. Wait, did you say oh, breakfast? Okay. Like, as in, like, no. breath? Like, Jesus. No. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're three black men. Welcome, fellas. It's been a little while since we recorded an episode, all three of us. It's been too so, long. Yeah. How are y'all? I'm good. Oh, go ahead, Trey. You good? Yeah, I was sitting there waiting on you, and then we was waiting on each other. We went yeah. at the same time, man. Yeah, I'm I'm good. My my brother Rob said we need to take care of our bodies, so I just got out of the gym. I'm not doing that again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I went I went I went on my an, my annual gym visit. I got an annual physical and then an annual gym visit. I did I did my Ooh. time. So yeah. Okay, you you doing grown man things? Yeah, dude. Look, I and I'm I actually just scheduled my physical. Uh, I'm a little late in getting started in that, so uh, I'm getting that under the way. But I have been working out. I started back working out again. Uh, so um, yeah, body feeling good. Uh, my mind's feeling good. My spirit is strong and good. So I'm just glad to be back on the saddle with my boys. Dessert. How you doing, Rob? My brother is your music. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, I am good. We haven't talked about this on the podcast specifically, but I got accepted into uh, some PhD programs. Yeah, you uh, did. So, yeah. so uh, feeling good, feeling stressed, <laughs> feeling um, uh, there are a lot of uh, logistical things that have to happen uh, in the mm-hmm. next couple of months, but I'm happy to start this uh, doctoral journey. Uh, so yeah, feeling good. Uh, my spirit is good. Been running uh, and trying to enjoy this weather before uh, the blazing heat starts. Yeah. So, Lord. <laughs> so with that said, I want to open up. We're talking about the Tennessee Two today. Tennessee <laughs> um, two. Part yeah. of the Tennessee Three. Um. And these brothers, Justin Pearson and Justin Jones, uh, were expelled uh, out of their office, have since been reinstated. But we want to kind of delve into uh, the conversation and, and, and things surrounding them in politics. So, Trey, give us a little background on what's been going on. Most definitely. So in Tennessee, there was a shooting um, in a private Christian school, the Covenant Christian School, that took the lives of, um, I believe, six young children, as well as six uh, staff members at the school, which, of, of course, reignites the gun debate. And in the Tennessee State House, there were protests. Um, and three sitting members of uh, Tennessee House of Representatives 
joined in on those protests. And uh, for their participation, they had a hearing and a vote on the floor of the House to expel them for uh, breaking the House rules of conduct. There were two Black men, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, along with um, one of the few, if not the only, uh, women, uh, white women Democrats in that House. I believe her name was Gloria Johnson. Johnson. Yep. There we go. Yes. Um, and both of the brothers, Justin, Ju Justin Pearson and Justin Jones, were expelled on the vote um, while the white lady, um, <laughs> Gloria Johnson, was not expelled which was um interesting thing because they were all democratically elected elected to those offices it's not as though the the house selected them no they, they were sent there by their constituents and um they have since been reinstated by their local uh county commissions which uh had the power to fill that seat they sent them back up there but yeah we, we want to dive into what that looked like how we're processing some of the conversations that have been going around about these brothers in particular about this process about what they're saying on a few different levels yeah yeah thank you for that i <clears throat> i want to lean into what your initial reactions were seeing these brothers expelled uh, and even, you know, all of the energy that went up in the protests before their, you know, expulsion. And I also want to lean into the backdrop of this being gun violence, right? And I don't want that to be lost because uh, in the past month and a half, two, two months, we've seen a number of mass shootings Right. And so these expulsions aren't coming out of nowhere. There is an actual environment of uh, people who are enraged by this continued uh, mass shootings that are popping up in all, you know, in many different cities. Right. So with that said, what were some of you all's initial thoughts seeing these brothers uh, expelled, um, you know, by Republicans? Um, so, yeah, <laughs> thoughts. Um, I think for me, initially, you know, uh, several uh, NSFW thoughts came to mind. Um, <laughs> just being frank, um, several, because uh, it's frustrating, it's maddening. Um, we live in a world where one would look around and say, on different sides, whether it be a conservative or a more liberal approach, um, there might say that there is a deficit in black leaders. But when we do have young black men that that do uh, lead, listen to to the people and they do lead um, effectively um, for change. We silence them. Um, which is better than what used to happen because they used to get knocked off. Um, but but in still there's there's this this silencing of justice um there's a silencing of justice that that just echoes very loudly um and it's maddening man it's very maddening um i'm sure for many of those constituents it's discouraging in many ways um but I like I'm so glad that like they, you know, uh, even the county, uh, they, they stood up for, for justice um, and what was right. But 
then the the attacks on the speech um of those young brothers and introduce another thing yeah uh i go ahead trey because I, <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you i was so okay here's how this goes i i was so befuddled like almost outraged to the point that it was almost hilarious to me Right. And before anybody come over here trying to trying to educate or explain, like I, I know how government works. I understand that the the Tennessee State House is not the same as the US Congress, right? But in juxtaposition to what we witnessed on January 6th, 2021, and this right here, right? I actually saw some people make the comparison, like, oh, this is the same thing. Like, no, not really. One 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 was a protest about the results of an election, and the other one was a protest about children being murdered in school. Oh, um, right. And um, the interesting thing here is that even and one was violent, so right, one was actually violent. Like there, there, one was, there were one was smashing folks up. Correct, correct, all that stuff, right? And in that, there was no expulsion. Not one single member of Congress was expelled, and there were multiple members who went before these crowds of people and actually ginned up the energy and and did all of that stuff. Like that occurred. We watched that. We we saw that with our own eyes. Ted Cruz was in the bed of a pickup truck giving a speech to some of these people before this happened. And there's not even a vote on expulsion, right? And this is one of those things where no nobody is trying to overturn the the elections of these people who were democratically elected by their constituents. They, they still get to keep their seats. But then in this particular instance, you have two people who participated or three people who participated in this protest. And now it's like, oh no, you you got to get out of here, right? Um, and it's so interesting to me to see that juxtaposition um, and how the responses are different, but I'm not surprised by it, right? Because as a student of history, I, I know what happened during Reconstruction after the Civil War was lost by the Southern states. And we saw some of the first Black Republicans at the time um, being elected to office, whether statewide, a couple places, national office. And that was very discomforting for a lot of white Southerners who had previously experienced those positions of power before. And the reaction was violent. The reaction was insatiable until they were able to get all of those people back out of office and we saw that happen again like in our own time so it was one of those things where like i laugh to keep from crying and not literally crying but i have to try to find some amusement in it so i, I don't let that rage take over yeah brother i agree i you know on this podcast we talk about theology and things in the culture and things in the world around us, right? And we've been talking about liberation this season and looking at the expulsion meeting, the hearings, right? Was comical, right? Like I, just seeing this majority white led body, um, you know, list the charges, so to speak, uh, was comical, right? Because here are these brothers that helped to lead a peaceful protest because of gun violence. And here they are, you know, people are reading them the riot act. Um, and I thought to myself, this is why we talk about white supremacy. And this is why, you know, for lack of a better term, why we don't let the foot off the neck of white supremacy. Because watching those hearings play out is, you know, it was white supremacy at its finest, right? And, and so, you know, the goalpost move, you know, here we are talking about gun violence and 
there were members of of that body that that felt like it was an inappropriate protest and they were embarrassed by that protest it was not becoming of people of their stature and the kids still died though right which is the ultimate point right and so white supremacy will so confuse you on the goalpost that you actually start going down every rabbit trail to argue with people who are committed to um, this way of, of white supremacy. And so it was comically angering to me. Um, I, you know, and I felt bad for those brothers because they want to do their jobs just as much as anyone. And I also have been thinking about the wear and tear on their mental uh, emotional, spiritual selves, right? Yes. Like their physical bodies. Yes. Like you, we are taking in their rich words, their their diction, their their speech. But to something you said earlier, Sam, like to see the attacks on the way that they speak, on their looks. And no man is uh, impervious to harm, right? Like there is a wear and tear that these weeks must have had on their bodies. And so I feel a lot of empathy for them personally. Yeah, um, that that resilience, that strength, uh, it's tough to deal with on a day to day basis. On a you know at a nine to five, the daily gaslighting that you might receive amongst your peers, um, but to stand in front of your peers, in front of the world, and to hear the gaslighting and the insults, um, and <laughs> to to the the strong rebuttals um the strength that it took right like i i don't even think they're in their 30s i think they're like mid to late 20s or something like like 26 one of them is 28 uh, yeah like i think they're like 26 and 28 or something like they're very young the 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 commitment to nonviolence that these brothers have i'm (laughs) is yeah is at a level that i'm not at yet because I'm going to be some of them people like would really ha- like just the audacity to stand before and and imply that I'm a bad elected official because I can't pass a bill. Why can't I pass a bill? And I also think like. I wonder how much the nation would have supported these brothers if they didn't deem them articulate. You know, because the, that also weighs on me, you know, I'm hearing people, you know, it's subtle, right? So it's like we have to fight for these articulate, clean Negroes, right? Like, look at how brilliant they are. And I just wonder to myself, if they were deemed less brilliant, would the nation have gone up for them? Which is frustrating as heck because Mm -hmm. like, you know, in, in in the red cap corners of the internet, you got people calling these brothers inauthentic and fraudulent because like they're digging up uh, uh, clips of of them speaking in different cadences and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, well, what do you want? Do do, like, what, what is it that you want at this point? Like if they're speaking in this cadence or would you rather they speak in, in, in the, the sorry to bother you phone voice? Like what, what is it that you want at this point? Because neither one of them went up there 
there talking like NLE Chopper, you know what I'm saying? Like no, nobody was in there using any of that. And honestly, they, they probably could have. And it would have been just, you, you would have still got the message at that point. So they go in there and they're this articulate and people going up for it, but then people are also calling them inauthentic or performative or whatever have you, despite yeah. the fact that all of these people are sent there and a great deal of people are performing in some way or fashion, but the way that they're talking is deemed as unnecessarily, like it's, 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 it's a double-edged sword, right? Right. Exactly. Like if they're if they are less authentic, uh, you know, or less articulate. Let me say that. Then you're gonna bash their intelligence, right? <laughs> right. And then they're not qualified for the job. If they're more articulate, <laughs> they're labeled inauthentic. And so, but the strength that some people had to support them, I think, was based on their articulation and. I, I'm at this stage where I want to appreciate the gifts of my brothers and the gifts of Black men. I don't want that to be the basis for support. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't want you to be, wow, Trey is so articulate. That is, he's worth fighting for. What about when Trey's not articulate? <laughs> like, right. I, you know, what about when he's mediocre? Is he going to get that same level of yeah. support? And that's almost yeah. a different conversation, but I... Yeah, I just kind of hated how the the narrative devolved. Yeah, I think the the weight of I mean, and I don't know anything other than the outside looking in, but I there seems to be this um we have to have this ability to to represent and be for black people, uh to be a black leader, but also be palatable to white people at Yo. the same time Yikes. which is yeah. which is weird because it's yeah. like like people it's like white people haven't known about code switching for years like you know what i'm saying like code switching has been a thing for years and this is exactly why because you want us to represent black people but also be palatable you when you, you could just my mm, do other <laughs> do other things so we don't have don't feel like you could do the work so we don't feel the need to code switch yeah yeah that's it for me for the simple fact when you talk about the double-edged so we're also dealing with a double standard because the fact that the matter is white people white men in particular but white people in general don't have that same standard and i know that because donald trump got elected to the Oval office that is not Boom. an articulate man we're talking about right when we talk man and, and i say it's fake not news Right. You understand? Like, and people are going up for it. Like they literally held a whole, uh, a whole insurrection based on him not winning the second time. Cause even some, even some white people were embarrassed by how inarticulate this man was. You could tell that by election results. Then like, even though he had already proven to be inarticulate, it was like, oh, well, this is not an act. You're really going to do this from the Oval Office. And then you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene is not particularly articulate. Like <laughs> these people aren't, we're not sending our best guys. And there's the fact that the matter is there's this double standard where I, I don't see anybody, any black person of that caliber or, or that level of articulation or, or education or lack thereof being granted that same level of of protection and defense right like you have to be excellent to get that level of support when you're black mm -hmm. and and that ain't right like you said like, i mean that's not to say that excellence should not be admired but it should not be the prerequisite for, for us standing up for what's right mm -hmm. you know i had this thought when y'all were talking about you know so th these brothers have been reinstated and 
I'm curious as to your thoughts for the present day that we're living in, you know, politically, you know, in our, in our spheres of influence, et cetera, you know, where we live and the future, right? Because I think some of what many of us resonated with these brothers is they have almost this prophetic uh, unction on them and they are pointing towards a better way, right? Uh, and their convictions, the way that they speak, the passion that they have. And we are still plagued by gun violence, right? So that's not going anywhere. And legislatively, I don't think we're going anywhere. But like, what are some thoughts you have for our present day and moving forward um, in our communities? Um, I don't know, even, okay, so you you mentioned the part about reinstating, which is like frustrating me because yes, they were reinstated, but they also have to run in a special election again because of the way this thing is structured out where they were expelled on the calendar. They were reappointed by the county commission. They also have to go up for election again for the positions they were already elected to. Um, and it's not like not on the regular election calendar. No, they because they were expelled. And all of that to say that everything that we're seeing done is calculated to stifle progress and to stymie progress because these young men don't get to focus on doing a job. They now have to run another election campaign that they had not planned on running this time two weeks ago, you know, um, like it wasn't on anybody's calendar, wasn't on anybody's mind, but now they have to do that. And that's um, a real annoying reality that a lot of times these systems that we laud as bastions of democracy, and sometimes for justifiable reasons, other times not so much, but when you know how to work them, you can use them to stymie and stifle progress more effectively than you can use them to spur about the progress that we claim we're headed towards, right? And so it's kind of hard to maintain faith in the system when the system, we're watching the system play out and we're watching the system actually be an obstacle, as if these people weren't already standing in the way of sensible gun reform as if they weren't doing any of that now they're going further out of the way we can't even have the conversations it's not like their presence in that state house was going to be the, the, the two votes that get this thing flipped around immediately no they're trying to move the conversations and we can't even have those conversations right and and i, I won't lie to you it's kind of hard to maintain faith in the system right now in light of all of that yeah um i I agree and echo those sentiments. Um, I would add that just for me living in a county where I'm watching like an organization take over a school board so that they can control education here in the county that I live in. Um, essentially the same way that those brothers was voted out is kind of the way that they took over this county's school board um to the point where and there's still a school board official that's fighting but it's hard to maintain uh faith right in systems of justice right when i'm watching this for a school board right like literally a school board like a secret meeting voting out and then having already having your candidate picked out and saying, this is who we want in. And then, whoop. so, yeah, and then resignation of other, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it's, so it's really hard to have faith in those systems because they were already working against us one way. And now 
we're getting loopholed <laughs> through um the system just as a different form of filibuster right um but i'm grateful for people like justin pearson and justin jones that still find it worth it to stand in the gap and fight um <laughs> which is why i was saying like they have a, a commitment to nonviolence that i i'm not there yet on um just because it's so angering um and frustrating because my kids are going to live in this world after i leave and my grandkids and um i want to see a better future for them um i don't want to see them work harder for the future that they want right like rob i me and kwani talk about all the time what you say about dream jobs <laughs> i don't dream of working um, I mean, I do not dream of labor. <laughs> at all. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't dream of this capitalistic and unjust society for our offspring, for y'all, like for for none of us, right? Like, we don't desire this for them. And so um, I'm not going to lie, man. Like, you know, I'm living in Florida with Ron DeSantis, so things don't look good one way or the other way he's whether he stay in florida or whether he go to washington i i'm not sure what's gonna happen but i'm just gonna you know keep loving people and stay prayed up and chill with my boys <laughs> yeah i um whether i am optimistic or pessimistic depends on the lunar cycle uh, it also depends on if I've eaten or not. <laughs> so uh, right. I'll be yet holding on. Uh, so I, I will say you said something earlier, Trey, that, you know, it's hard to have faith in, you know, these systems. And I was, I would echo that and say, today, I feel optimistic. <laughs> so today, right now, at the time of this recording, by the time it releases, I probably will not be. So don't quote me on this. <laughs> uh, right now, in this moment, I feel optimistic. And I think it is not in the systems at all, because I think, you know, we know the history, to your point. And every day, there seems to be this Jesus juke that just when you think we have sunk low, wow, we find a way to get in the gutter. <laughs> you know, like, let me let me swim lower and lower. When they go low, they go lower. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they go all the way to hell, to the earth's crust. Love. But Not I think... Jesus, Duke. But I... I think seeing these brothers ignited something in me and... And, you know, this, this fate hope uh, is starting to... I don't want to even say erupt, but it's slow and it's it's small, but it is there, right? Uh, that Justin Jones a preacher, Eddie. <laughs> um, that I there's something about seeing that that really was inspiring in a way because these systems are doing their job. They are geared to grind multiply marginalized people down. They are they are working as intended, but seeing Justin Jones speak in that place with that. Um, Y'all can make fun of it. Y'all can call it corny. Y'all can call it preacher's diction. Hey, I felt the spirit of that. That, <laughs> man, so, was, that man was spitting. I was like that. Man. I was like, he's just yes. saying the normal set. I'm like, yo, you preach. I mean, yeah. It's really, it's really people hating right yeah. now though, because everybody like it's hard to sound captivating while you are 
in that setting. Yep. And he yeah. found a way to do it. People just mad. Like, yep. And yeah. hey, listen, y'all know one thing about me. I'm going to speak in tugs. So uh, my shundo started. I think seeing these young men committed, passionate, uh, speaking in that way ignited some hope, right? Like we do need a ray of sunshine. We do need a ray of hope in the backdrop of everything we've been talking about, in the backdrop of knowing we are still reeling from the COVID-19 crisis and a government that failed us. And where our uh, Black communities were uh, damaged, they were harmed, right? A lot of us are not here anymore because of COVID-19 and the failure of the government. And we know that uh, police brutality did not go into quarantine over the past couple of years, and it doubled. Um, and and uh, it tripled. They tripled down on the donkey. And so That's wow. Everybody supposed to be at home, and it yeah. went up. Yeah, police brutality was like, hey, it's our time to shine, right? And right. so seeing these brothers like take a stance isn't everything. It, is it going to solve the system? No. It is good to see. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say it like that. And we know uh, Black women have been holding it down in so many spheres of our yeah. society. Yeah. That's not new. Black women have been, they are, and they will be, right? But seeing these brothers kind of reignited some yeah. prophetic imagination for me. I will say that. Absolutely. I, I love that. I love that. I, I'm back on your team. I was, I was getting kind of down. Well, okay. I'll be clear. I'm, I'm, I'm believing in the people and I think, I think folks is heading in the right direction. I still have no faith in the systems, obviously, but I do hold a faint hope in people's capacity to operate and prosper in spite of the systems, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like I like that. I I like that. I agree with that. Well, amen and amen. <laughs> We appreciate you rocking with us for another episode of Three Black Men. Here's the part of the show where we ask a favor from you. Now, earlier I mentioned a couple of ways that you can support us by joining our community over at patreon.com slash three black men. We have multi-tiered support options and you can get bonus content. If you don't want to do that, you can submit a one-time contribution by finding us on PayPal at threeblackmenpodcast at gmail.com. But we ain't here to tap your pockets. Here's a few ways that you can help us out without spending a single dime. You can stop what you're doing right here, right now, and make sure that you've left us a review and a rating. Don't just give us the five stars. Go ahead and write out how much you love this show and tell everybody about it. Do it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you at. Make sure you leave that rating and a review, and that's going to help even more people join the fun over here. Thank you so much. I knew God loved you for some reason. <laughs>